Well, I have I have two more two more questions that I think will launch us into some more discussion here. Um, one one would be just the personal life of the director. Okay, from the perspective of the challenges that that brought to you as being a dad, being a husband. Um, and being the director of a ministry that had staff and overseeing finances, get, just speak to like what God did through that time frame and how those challenges shaped you. Maybe even share some of those challenges um, from your perspective in your in a per, in a personal way. Well, for me, of course, it was stepping out of the realm of being a youth pastor, which I had been for twelve years, into leading men and 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 leaders of ministries. Uh, you know, it's kind of like when you're a youth pastor, you don't feel like you're on the same level as the pastor, you know, the senior pastor or leader of ministry. You almost still feel like maybe a college student or maybe a grad student. You know, you're just a little bit above a college student, and that's about it. You know, and so all my speaking experiences were, you know, for the most part, you know, uh, were to young people. And mm -hmm. so that's where I felt comfortable, stepping into the realm of now having to uh, talk with a senior pastor and that I've never met before and tried to convince him or speak to a Bible college representative and talk to them about how you know uh, what we were doing and what we it, it was it to me it was a growth process right there for me I I was just as willing to have other people speak you know as opposed to me doing I didn't want to put myself forward I I wanted to say hey we got a great speaker here you know what i mean listen mm -hmm. to him that's kind of how i felt so for me that was that was a challenge for me growing that way my gifts are organization uh, I'm, I'm an organizer and i'm a, that's that's who i am i'm i facilitate i can organize that's always been my strength and you so must, you must be related to nana <laughs> yeah so i must have got it in the genes huh yes but uh so i i was good at putting things together and putting a group together putting a team together getting a team to work getting things done that was that's always been where i have yeah but i was a little weak on the side of actually getting out there and being with people. So I think that was a big area of my growth because then when you put yourself forward with people, they got questions that I wasn't used to feeling. The way I used to feel those questions, go see the pastor. He, he's got right, the right, <laughs> you know, right, right. But now I'm the guy that has to have mm -hmm. the answer. You know, I'm, I'm the guy, the buck stops here, so to speak. Now I'm the one that has to have the answer. So in some respects- There's a lot of pressure in that. There was having to know what the answer, given a good biblical foundation for some of the questions that were mm -hmm. asked of me, you know because uh, they usually were posed to you, you know, because, hey, you're like this, we're like this, you know, what about it? And then, so that caused me to be in the Word more and to really, you know, to grow in my own faith and my own uh, developing my position on issues. And uh, so that was a major area in, in my growth. Yeah. As far as the balance and keeping all the balls up in the air, I was used to keeping all the balls up in the air. So, right. I mean, to me, that wasn't the hardest part of it. Um, I, I, I was, one of the things that was hard on me, I guess, was one, because I had to travel so much, um, mm -hmm. not being there with my family. I think one particular incident that was really tough on me, I went to Pensacola, and I was recruiting at Pensacola, and I got a call from my wife. And uh, as I'm speaking to my wife on the phone, I hear, crash! I said, what was that? Oh, Stephen just shot an arrow up in the air, and it just went through the window. <laughs> oh, no! And then... Then I think with that same week, uh, uh, the kids were out playing ball, and my daughter Melissa, uh, she was talking to one of the kids who were playing ball, one of them, and and she 
walked away and she came back to ask another question and when she did the person that was swinging the bat swung the bat and knocked all her front teeth out mm. and so now here uh, i'm on a recruiting trip and my yeah. daughter you know has all of her front teeth knocked out and so they are on emergency run to get her you know her mouth put back together and i'm out here and you're recruiting, not there and yeah. i'm not there you know and it's yeah, stuff and like that good. that was really sure. tough because right. i'm used to being there for that you know what i mean yep. and now my wife's having to take that on so right. so that to me was a little bit of uh you know there was a little angst i guess you can say not that i i knew this was part of what i was supposed to be doing i still didn't like that part you know mm -hmm. it's just i felt like i i couldn't be in two places at the same time on on things like that and uh so but what, what about you brother todd uh <clears throat> you know i i think the the first thing we faced in coming here even without being director uh, you know, my oldest daughter, Jessica, she was going to be a sophomore in high school up at Tri-City. Um, she had just gotten to the age where she was in the youth group becoming active. She was going to be able to start traveling with the, uh, all that. And, and my kids are getting to that age where they were looking forward to all the opportunities that they had seen other people have uh, at the Christian school there, uh, the large youth group, and all mm -hmm. the things that were going on. And so we come down here to Ringgold and you know uh totally different everything was different you know they go from a youth group of over 150 to um you know a church of 50 and uh, a youth group of you know a handful of kids which were fine but and it gave me opportunities to talk because she was ministry uh, oriented but it was really in those later teen years even our second daughter when god really got a hold of her heart it was after we came here um but having the opportunity to tell them you know for eight years we've been going to what a place offers us for education, for mm -hmm. opportunities in seminary and in the ministry, while at the same time having a ministry. But I said, now we're at that stage where we're making a move based upon, Lord willing, what we can offer. And I said, that includes you. Um, and so we had a lot of you know uh, great discussions and talking and preparing and, uh, and all uh, during those um, times with our family I, I think you know some of the difficulties were you know again with you know traveling uh being gone and and i would always tell folks i said you know i'm like one of those you know you go to those horse riding places and you ride one of those old plugs and it just gal you know kind of trods out and once you turn back towards the barn man they're they're ready to go and they're going to mm -hmm. get back to the barn i said man once my car is pointed back to the barn i'm i'm driving all night if i have to to um you know to get home and stop and rest up and catch a couple hours or whatever uh yeah i, I think some of the stuff too and, and i think some of the things that impacted us more as directors i think for bob and i was uh you know we had a different oversight uh you know right. in, in a lot of ways uh you know as, as directors and and i probably had because at the more, time both of you were directing uh the oversight was coming from the ministry in kansas city yeah tri yeah tri-city tri-city tri ministries was uh, overseeing it and um which is different um for where we are now as an as independent 2012 yeah. being independent right which is what we were trying to get towards in 2008 but a lot of things uh, mm -hmm. happened and just uh, wasn't happening and so there's in some ways as directors uh there was some different pressures in trying sure. to meet expectations of uh finances and other things for others and and you know trying to carry some of that as well with you know you're you're having freedom one way but maybe your hands are a little tied another yes. way that uh is there and and but you just work through it because you know what you're doing what you're supposed to do and just keep 
uh, you know, plugging mm-hmm. along and, and, and going there. But, but as far as our, our family, uh, you know, prayerfully focusing on, you know, their education uh, in school and the opportunities are here. I think every one of my kids talk about, you know, uh, and you see it in Bob's family. I mean, yeah, uh, his exactly. two of them are here and uh one's in camp up in in alaska right uh and you know and our Lord kids all shape your yeah, our kids all sure. have a a passion and a burden for you know for the ministry and uh camp in particular and that's a that's a tremendous blessing mm-hmm. um last question unless i mean we can we can probably talk all day but um the value of camp you obviously felt it valuable enough to um brother bob come and start the camp here and todd to come and serve here at camp and um i would like you just to speak to like what is the value of why would you give yourself to a ministry like this where's the value in it for to the church and you know speak speak however you would like to about the value of christian camping and even the philosophy and style of which southland is doing camping ministry what is the value of that mm-hmm. Well, when we first came here, I mean, uh, Southland Christian Camp, we, we put the name up there, and then uh, we had the byline, with developing Christ-like camping, uh, Christ-like character through Christian camping. And so uh, my life was changed there. So there was a personal illustration, you know, I mean, yeah, that, was my, that was my foundation. I mean, that's where I got changed. That's where the Lord changed me. And why do you think that happened at camp? Well, it happened because the fact that for... We went to a camp where we had like five sessions in that particular camp day where they were schooling us. Now, I knew nothing about the Bible. I was not raised in a Christian home. I was raised in an unsaved home. There was I didn't go to church. I wasn't raised with that, I, I, you know. So when I got saved, it was brand new to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, completely. I was raised in a public school. I mean, so I was a typical worldling. And, uh, but when I got saved, God just did a work in my heart. And, and when I went to camp... I had so much teaching that was foundational in my life, literally changed my life. And then on a Thursday night of that particular camping week, and say, I surrendered my life to the Lord. And uh, and I remember the the uh, fellow who got up and spoke. He was a he was a World War II Air, Air Force pilot, and he'd flown missions in the World War. So he was a real man's man, and got up there and gave us a wonderful message on a Thursday night. We were in a camp that had like twelve hundred kids and. There's a huge flow of folks that went forward at that invitation time. I was one of them. And, uh, and then at the end of the invitation, everybody went back. And, uh, and here's this guy. He's 60-some-odd years old, probably about my age right now. And he said, um, the only thing that bothers me, he said, is of all the kids that have come down forward here, probably no more will end up serving the Lord than the number of people on this first row. Hmm. Now, in the size of that auditorium, that was a relatively small percentage, you know what I mean? And I remember sitting back there. I wasn't sitting on the first row. I was sitting about midway back, right off the center aisle. And I remember saying, God, I want to be one of those kids that first row. Amen. And um, so I knew the life-changing, you know, impact that a camp we could have. Because it's a, it, it got me away from the world and into the Word for a solid week. Mm. And even though, you know, there was other stuff that went on, it was a life-changing experience for me. So many people today are so influenced by the world about them, and it's a daily basis. Get them away, even like retreats, you know. Get them there for a day, it's not near as impacting as two or three days. Because it takes them a little while just to unwind from what they have thrown at them all day, you know, every day of their life. 
once the word begins to start sinking in their life, then all of a sudden they're, they're seeing life from a different perspective. They're realizing there's something more than what they're living. Mm -hmm. So these kids, they're coming from environments, all different kinds of environments, all different kind of problems, all different kind of homes, all different kind of churches, but they come here to dedicated counselors, a staff that loves them, counselors that are prepared to meet their needs, kids that are on fire. That's why we get good counselors because we got we want we want kids that right. are on fire to be able to help these kids who don't even know what fire is. Right. right. And and uh, and they come into that environment for a solid week, and it's impacting because the kids see an alternative. Yeah. They see that you know what? There's a different way of, of yeah. life. Right. Absolutely. And so. You know, to me, whether it be adult, I mean, it'd be great if you can get an adult to come for a week. It's yeah, pretty difficult with their right. responsibilities. But that's why, like, we take a trip here, you know, to bring our yeah. adults and families here to work. You know what I mean? Because it gets them away from mm -hmm. their everyday. Right. For yeah, five and six days. To do that, of course. Right. You know, and so it does more to build our people. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're focused on something with eternal value. And at the same time, Brother Graham, your your church has been a tremendous blessing to the camp. And well, so we're it's debtors. A, it's a win-win. We're debtors. We're debtors. Yeah, and it's a win-win. Right. And, uh, and I think that if other churches would see that, the value of that, whether it's at Southland or another missions project's mm -hmm. trip, what it does is it unifies your, your, your yeah. adults and it gets them away. Um, stretches them, grows them, and yes. uh, plus it helps the ministry that you're you're serving at. So thank you for that. It's a two-edged sword, and right. it's yeah. a great one. And, Le and yeah, learn, learning, learning not just to soak up, but to ring out too, and to learn to give back. I Amen. think is what so many folks. And for us, the camp ministry is you know that's what God used to for me to ultimately get saved. You know, as an adult, I mean, I prayed the prayer. Um, you know, before my wife and I got married, but all I looked at that was his license to sin. And, you know, we got married, had two kids. And when my wife's parents, missionaries to Singapore and now Malaysia, uh, came back and invited us to go to the North Woods of Wisconsin uh, to go to a camp, well, I had no idea what I was getting into. I just knew North Woods of Wisconsin and camping sounded great to me. Uh, and my, my wife, she didn't really want to go because she knew what this was going to be. It was Northland Christian Camp and Conference Center. And she knew that she'd probably know people there. Uh, she was a Bible college graduate from Wisconsin. And, uh, but we went there and that and I said, that was the first week for me. It was a, a week away from, uh, like you said, everything. And it was a family camp. There was sessions for the adults and for the kids and activities and fun. And I stood at the end of that week and I said, I, I'd ask you to pray for me. I don't know what God's doing, but uh, this week God has done something in my life that I, I just cannot explain. And that was in 1989. I didn't get saved till 1991 when I realized that I had trust in a prayer I prayed. I had never I had never trusted Christ as my personal Savior. And uh, from that time on, and, and so we went to family camp for five years, and we saw the springboard of growth in our marriage and in our lives every year mm -hmm. um, after that. And the last Last year we went is when we were praying about going to the going to there for college and and uh, God just answered every prayer and opened the door and so then and the opportunity to be a part of a camp to me my my natural uh, abilities and all our facilities uh, and, and and the stuff 
Um, yeah, I think my biggest struggle uh, is still the communication aspect with with uh, people and the oversight. You know, you can organize and all that, and you think you've communicated, but communication doesn't happen unless the the receiver gets what the sender is saying mm-hmm. and understands it and can repeat it back. And, and you know, and and I think that was always my biggest thing: the facilities and the dreaming and the planning and the big picture. Um, you know, was always it. But I enjoyed. To me, I loved the opportunity to minister to the summer staff. I, I loved. I would do one-on-one meetings with every summer staff person at the end of the summer. Uh, you know, beginning of the year, we'd ask them for their favorite whatever, and I'd always have their favorite candy bar or something for them there, or favorite pot, whatever it was, and and hearing how God had worked in their life during the summer. You know, I enjoyed seeing sponsors come with their campers and seeing God do a work in their life. I remember how, during a sponsor meeting one year, there was a number of pastors from uh, the Houston area, and they're all within you know, 20, 25 miles of each other. Uh, but uh, at the end of the week, one of them stood up, and they've been having some fellowship. And one of them stood up, and he said, you know, we're all close together, and we come here, we have good fellowship, and on and on, shared this testimony. And he said, uh, you know, I, I'm praying that we can get together back in Houston and work together back there. I mean, man, I cried. I was like, you know, that's what it's about. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, the body of Christ is a pretty small entity. Genuine born-again believers on this planet is not very big. And we as humans tend to make it smaller, smaller than it needs to be. That's what we're talking about, crossing, mm-hmm. you know, circular, you know, uh, fellowships. It's, you know, we, we determine our fellowship based upon a lot of things when the commonality is Christ. And, uh, you know, as we looked at this week, you know, we're all in the same mess together. We're all sinners. Uh, we, we all have sinned, and we, we need to find that. Now, there's our areas of separation. There's absolutely no doubt. Um, but we draw those lines a little different than God does uh, right. oftentimes. We need to be careful about that. But I think the blessing, too, is that at the beginning of a camp week, when you see those campers get off the bus, off the van, and you see those that, you know, you can tell they're right now, they're already putting up a wall. You know, you're not going to affect me, you know, or those that don't want to be here. And then by the end of the week, you hear them, same kids sharing a testimony of what God's done in their life. Those kids that didn't want to be here, they don't want to leave. Um, and, and I think also, you know, learning to not judge uh, by appearances. Yeah, I remember the one summer. Uh, you probably remember it. Uh, we had a kid um, He uh, from a church in Texas. He got off the van, and he had spiked leather wristlets on. He had a spiked leather collar on. His hair was spiked stiff uh, coming out. And you could just see all of our counselors like, Boy, I hope he's in your cabin. <laughs> I hope he's not in my cabin. And and uh, and all the girls were like, "Oh boy, we got to stay away from him. Oh, we better be careful." And you know, and by the end, you know, he didn't wear his stuff. We said, "You can't do that. Okay, wear your hair down." And and the pastor then, you know, came to me the uh, uh, the uh, uh, Wednesday because it was a full day Tuesday. He came to me Wednesday. He said, "I'm getting word that you know the girl counselor say, hey, stay away from that guy. He's scary.'" And he said, "Let me tell you about him." He said, "He came from." His parents uh, were were on the street, 
you know, they were together and they had him. They lived on the street for years. They're just kind of uh, that way. They got saved a couple years ago. They've been coming to our ministry. He's been coming. He hasn't got saved. He hasn't made decisions. You know, but he was willing to come to camp. And so we just accepted him where he was and we brought him to camp. And we had no issues with him that week. He, he never caused any trouble. He, he got involved and we never saw any major decisions. But that same week, we had a kid from the same community, different church, who came clean cut, all American looking kid, you know, leader of the youth group. And before the end of the week, all of a sudden a girl from that same youth group came to us and uh, her and that kid had been writing notes, planning an immoral rendezvous in the middle of the night. And we had to deal with him and he tried hiding and covering it up and then ultimately said, well, don't let my dad know because, or don't let my pastor know because, uh, you know, they, uh, I'm, a, I'm a leader and, and all those kind of things. And and I said, you know, here, you know, we have one has outward conformity, mm-hmm. but hasn't had a heart for God. And, and he was broken, and we saw some, uh, some changes, I think, later that week. And we had one that outwardly hadn't conformed to anything remotely religious, uh, but everybody was judging how bad he was going to be. And, but during that week, you saw the Spirit of God working in people and learning, hey, we're, we're all in the same mess together. Let's right. just minister. And, and seeing those changes and seeing the changes in summer staff uh, through the end of the summer, uh, you know, they're flat worn out and ready to be done. But then a yeah. week later after they get back, they're like, okay, I'm ready to go again. And uh, those are just joyful, joyful times. Well, the joy of camp ministry, just being able to be a generational ministry pouring into the lives of youth. We do adult events, of obviously, here at Southland. And, but you're working with the junior campers, teen campers, college-age uh, staffers, sponsors, mm-hmm. and youth pastors and adults, and, um, and being able to help just help them see that living, and love, living for God and loving God with all their heart is yeah. the best thing they can do with their life. And well, then I even, know some, even the testimonies that we just saw after this couple's retreat mm-hmm. of things that was happening in people's lives before, during, and after, and exactly. seeing what God's doing in adult lives. Right. Uh, so the the retreat ministry, not just the summer, but the the benefit of the retreat ministry for adults to come to, and and uh, if we could encourage anything, the necessity of adults coming to these retreats. Yes, because uh, what what our desire is is what you guys started and continued, and we're seeking to continue is to initiate passion for God, more love for God. That's mm-hmm. we all need to grow in that ignite potential. Uh, in the lives of every person, they ha- we all have the same potential to live a life that's pleasing to God, satisfied in Christ alone, and then identifying their purpose, which is all the same, to glorify God with their lives and touching every area of their life. And I just want to say thank you again for your faithful ministry here at Southland, for um, your pioneer spirit, Brother Graham, and mm-hmm. coming and, and just uh, your, you and your family are a tremendous blessing. And, and Todd, I served with you for six you know, summers here at Southland, and uh, just the friendship and the, the faithfulness that you've, you've committed to the Lord here at Southland, and both of you beyond that. And it's just a tremendous blessing to to see what God has has done um, through your ministry here, and then the lasting legacy, if you will, of mm-hmm. uh, Southland that's continuing on, and we would appreciate your prayers as we continue to uh, faithfully serve. Um, I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to talk about or say. I definitely don't want to cut it yeah. off because we we love having you here, and and I'd love to hear anything else that you'd like I to would, share. I would like to, you know, I. This is all the work of God, and uh, 
Bible says one man sows, another one waters, and God gives the increase. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so, Amen. you know, not, this is bigger than any of us, right. all of us together. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's the, the work of legacy. God. Yes. And, and so, you know, we challenge you to keep things going mm -hmm. in the vein, you know what I mean? Because it's none of our ministry, it's his, you know. And so what we started, our heart was fully in. What you're in, your heart is fully in. Absolutely. And all of us are in this for the Lord's sake. And mm -hmm. all of us want our initial investments to go on and continue. Yeah. And so we challenge you. And Thank we you. appreciate, number one, the fact that you are carrying the ministry on Amen. in the character, in the heartbeat that you are. But challenge you at the same time with all the pressures because we see ministries caving all the mm -hmm. time. Right. Caving to what the constituency wants versus what the Bible says they yeah. should be getting. And so I challenge you, and I appreciate the, the standard that you are holding this ministry to and the fact that you are continuing this work mm -hmm. at the level that you are. Well, thank and you. I, and I trust. And we do pray for you because the fact that right. we see you carrying on what we have invested our hearts and lives in yeah, and our families as well. And so uh, we appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. And we challenge you to continue yes. because Amen. we appreciate your work. Thank you. And yeah. Todd, and, I and, want and, you to challenge me, please. Yeah. Well, and I think that I, and I think that's the Thank blessing that. is that you're maintaining the, the standard uh, of the biblical standard uh, in the speakers that you're bringing in the ministry of music which is so important today and uh we won't teach you about music uh, well we'll refrain from that <laughs> i know brother graham did a good job leading music all those years and yeah well, well we, we, we know I, we you know singing <laughs> i i do you quite often some, yes. yeah we we uh but we're uh in, well, in maintaining the standard and just the blessing of seeing what God is doing, I think the joy for me is seeing the dynamic of the current team and uh, the the gifts and abilities uh, being you know imperfect people, but uh, how you, it's morphed into everybody's role and responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, but keeping that focus on on the word and why it, it's here, because you know as Psalm one hundred three says, you know we're just a vapor, you know we're just a wisp of grass, a flower that ourselves that we go. Uh, but the ministry, Lord willing, yeah. is going to continue on and continuing to challenge and prepare people that way. And yeah, just keep on keeping on, man. It's Thank it's I, it can't be more exciting to see um, what is. And I said, you know, when we drove on campus a week ago, it was kind of emotional for me driving that last mile. Yeah. And but coming on and seeing how much is still the same, how much has changed, but how but the philosophy that is continuing to drive forward and i yeah. just couldn't be more thrilled and excited and them. as well you guys are we've never stopped praying uh for this ministry and uh i've, I've told f folks ever since 2008 i said i think southland is the camp uh for the southern united states the central southern united states that every church should be going to well we we appreciate that so much and one of the greatest compliments that our um, ministry has received here at Southland is due to the foundation through God and His Word that you men led through and we're seeking to continue. And that is 
This is the same camp it's always been. Mm-hmm. Southland is still the same. We're not talking about not having any change. Sure. Because change itself is not wrong. Right. But no compromise in our mm-hmm. philosophy, in our direction, right. in, in what we're seeking to do. And I think um, um, I think you were right in, in saying a lot of ministries have faltered. And we pray that God would... God's the, All the, three of us have ministries that affected our backgrounds that are changed or no longer. That Yeah, that are even not even in existence. That's I mean, yeah, that are no longer in existence. But I think we would all agree personally and in our families and in the ministries that you have, you men have and we have here at Southland is one of, one of our greatest fears is that the, God's hand of power and protection and blessing would mm-hmm. be lifted off of what we're doing. Right. And so for anyone that's listening out there, please be in prayer for Temple Baptist Church and Brother Todd's Church and, and Olathe View Baptist Church and Southland Christian Camp and, mm-hmm. and your other ministries because we want God's blessing in the work that's taking place. And I really appreciate you taking some time to share some thoughts with us, share a little history. Um, it's a blessing to have you have you with us and blessing to see. To God be the glory. Amen. For the great things he has yeah, done. And I think, and I know folks can go on the website and look at the history of the BMA, Bible Memory Association. But I think, too, they are from a facility standpoint, you see the benefit of an organization that did facilities right. Look how long some of these, they're antiquated and old, but look how well these facilities have held up yes. through the years. The footprint they put was amazing. Which required finances and vision and purposefulness to do it right and which requires folks outside of the camp to partner with the ministry yeah. you know uh, financially and doing work trips and and other things like that uh so that uh, it, the the property in itself can last for a much longer time and uh, make wise use of those resources that god provides yeah and we do have thank the lord we have big vision for we want to see the camp continue to grow stay the same philosophically but grow as mm-hmm. far as our influence and opportunity and Lord's providing, but we have many, many needs. We have a master plan. We're seeking to grow this camp to a certain a yep. size and just see where God takes it and, and be faithful with what he gives us. And uh, we appreciate your, your prayers and the prayers of those that are listening. And, and um, obviously, if um, the Lord would direct anyone to help support financially, that's a huge blessing. And Amen. we thank the Lord for those, those uh, gifts. But Thank you, men, so much and uh, for your faithfulness. And, thank you, Mike. Uh, and for serving with yeah, us these weeks that you're you. here, too. Well, thank you for yeah. allowing us the privilege.